Listening to Battle Red Radio. I'm Matt Weston tonight. I'm joined by, I don't know, my good friend Taylor. How you doing tonight, man? <laughs> That's all you got for me tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's just I don't even know. I'm just gonna introduce you. I I never I never think of it ahead of time. It just comes to me. It didn't come to me this time. What is it? Is it because I'm too boring? No, not at all. You don't like how I'm dressed? I just have a lot going on right now. Oh, I'm sorry. It's like your life is just so much more important than mine. No, not at all. Everybody's life is important. You're trying to compare right now. What, you don't think I have anything going on? No, I'm saying that my mind's flooded with other things, and I didn't get a chance to write 10,000 words this week. I do a lot of stuff this week, and I can't wait for next week because you know what's going to be happening next week? What's going to be happening? Josh Allen is going to be an AFC champion next week. Oh, my God. I just realized he's going to lose this week. Why? You are not wearing his jersey. (laughs) Who said that? You're not even wearing it. I'm wearing it. I don't know if you are. Are you going to review it? it? (laughs) I don't think you are. If you're not wearing it, no. (gasps) It's nothing. Dude, you are going to lose it. There it is. Don't be doing this at all. (laughs) I had to wash it, all right? It's a little stinky. (laughs) Um, so the big news this week in the Houston Texans land is that everybody has a head coach. Everybody. Well, no, no, no. That's, that's, that can't be true, man. Not everyone can hire a coach. I thought that there would at least be one team out there who refuses. Everybody has a head coach except for your Houston Texans. So the, despite firing their head coach first and having, I don't know, four months to find one, uh, they still have one. But to recap, the Jets hired Robert Sala. The Falcons hired Arthur Smith. Jacksonville hired Urban Meyer. Detroit hired uh, Campbell. Philadelphia hired Sirianni, who's, who's the Colts offensive coordinator. And the Chargers hired Brandon Staley, the Rams defensive coordinator. So we're going to play a quick game. We're going to play a grade that coaching hire. So we'll start with Robert Sala in New York. What grade do you give him? I'm going to give this probably a C. C? We have to give it a C at least because it's all about we have to be average. Let's just see if we can get above average Mm -hmm. at this point. So I'm not – because you can't ever put any type of stock in the Jets at this, like at anything, even with the second pick. They have a second pick, right? Yeah, they do. Okay. And they have Sam Darnold. I don't know what you're going to do with that. Either way, I just – that's probably what I give it. I give it a B because it's like pretty much the same thing you, you're saying, but it's like at least getting some competency there is going to be enormous. Like they may win eight games next year just because they have like That's a B. somebody who's normal. Actually, I'd consider that an A. If they win eight games next year, if they're they eight could. and eight, that's an A. Their defense is pretty good. That's an A. It's just a lot of guys you don't know about, and they have top draft picks. They can probably trade Darwin for something else too. Um, you know, I hope they trade. I hope they select Fields. I hope they do trade Darnold if you're going to select a quarterback. Otherwise, that's the meanest thing Trim I've ever Colts. seen. Trim the Colts. I really want him in the Colts. No, isn't Colts trying to express some type of trade into Wentz or something? No, they're going to keep Wentz. That's why they, ha- that's why they fired was, Peterson. Well, no, I know, but I thought there was a rumor that Phillip Rivers sniffed out 
that Indy was trying to trade for a quarterback who I thought was Wentz. And that's why Phillip was like, I'm now retiring. I mean, he could have played somewhere else. I think also it's because he's 38, 39. He's like, I don't got it. I had a 12-play, 39-yard drive in the playoff games. Like, I don't got it anymore. No, not at all. All right, so Arthur Smith to Atlanta. I give this one an A+. I think it's absolutely perfect. Really? Yeah. Why are you so in love with it? I mean, Arthur Smith is, one, he's a god as far as like running like an outside zone offense. Um, you have like already like an offensive line built for that scheme that I think he can get the most out of already. And like they have like a lot of talent in their offensive line. They just haven't had the results from it just yet. Matt Ryan's best year of his career came in an outside zone scheme whenever they went to the Super stays? Bowl. Yeah, he's going to stay. Yeah, but if he stays, he's going to have like a Drew Brees career. I don't or know. Or not Drew Brees career, more like a Drew Brees career year last thing, whatever you want to call it. That's what I consider what Matt Ryan's year would be next year. It just doesn't going to look good, and his arm is going to look like a flat tire. I think his arm's good. It's going to look like a flat tire. No, I'm I think, calling it now. I think he's going to be very good next year. No, I'm calling it. But I always think he's going to be very good. He was pretty good this year. He's like the 14th best quarterback. I'm calling it now. Okay. Just well, like I call Ridley being better. Ooh. Yeah, you were right about that. Yeah. Uh, it helps that Julio got hurt. But yeah, you were right about that. Hey, I still would have been right about that. I think so, maybe. Even Calvin did get hurt himself. Yeah. So it may have been like two weeks. Out. Yeah. Uh, Russell Gage. I like Russell Gage. I like Zacchaeus too. I'm not really a Gage guy. I'm more of a Zacchaeus guy. I would say that only because uh, Gage just doesn't, he doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. I'm not flipping it there. I don't know. He's he was good this year, but also like, he's really great too at running a, an offense with like two really good wide receivers, which is kind of what you saw with AJ Brown and Corey Davis recently too. And again, like I think this is a, like a top ten offense just sitting there. I think Smith's gonna do a great job uh, with Matt Ryan and getting the outside zone game going there. Uh, I think it's perfect. I'm gonna give it a B, and it's more again. I'm going with the uh, yeah. There's the offense already there. I'm just not confident in Matt Ryan. So I think he's okay. going to be able to get what he can out of this team. And I think, I'll put it to you this way, they'll make one of those low or the newest playoff wild card seed. All right. And that's what I would pick on how well of a higher I think it is. But it's still a B for me. And I just think it's because it's going to be held back with Matt Ryan. That makes sense. You see that Raheem Morris, or Raheem Moore is going to be, I don't know, Moore Morris? Raheem Moore, right? That's Raheem Moore. Yeah, yeah. he's going to become the defensive coordinator in Los Angeles now. Oh, yeah, and again, he's bad. another guy that we like as an ex-head coach, as a DC. He was pretty good in Atlanta this year. You know, we're all about that. That's our new thing to care about. Dude, the defensive coaches that come about now, they're just, they're talented. Because now it's also with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Todd Bowles, are we going to get another shot somewhere? Uh, maybe next year. Exactly. He Someone looks, has to be looking. He looks really like angry on the sideline, too. Man. He doesn't look happy at all. He also just needs a real fair shot, too. Yeah. Don't go to the Jets if you want a fair shot. No. no well, that's, that's the thing that kind of scares shot. me about Salah because it's like this that's is bo- this could be bowls all over again. It's a C. It's a C because that's but all there, the Jets you can hope for is a C. Yeah. I don't think it's going to work. Uh, the next one, Urban Meyer to Jacksonville. I don't get it. I Can I put like an incomplete? I love it. Okay. <laughs> wait, what? I love wait, it. I love wait, it. I wait, love it. On. I love it. I love it. I love what? it. <laughs> What are you talking about? I love about? it. Oh, my God. I, I love it. Incom- I wanted an eye for this. That's why I love it so much is that we have no idea. This is either going to be the best thing ever for Jacksonville or absolutely terrible and stupid. But I don't see how it can be the best thing ever. Incomplete usually doesn't mean, oh, this is going to turn into an A-plus score. It could. Incomplete usually means this needs to get better. No, it could become A-plus. I don't see it. I just love the madness of it. What? Well, Weird. Why? Because Jacksonville's just been like, I don't know, they've been super boring the last three years. 
and you're like, oh, now we have some fun. Is this fun? I think so. I think it's be fun. I don't know if this is fun. Is he gonna? Is he like a fun style offense guy? Yeah, spread, quick passing, a lot of drag routes, a lot of speed. It's gonna be fun. All right. You know what? I'm still. St- I'm sticking with the eye. I like the eye here. Okay, I like that too. I'm still not doing this. I'm, Wait, I'm, what is your grade then? You said you A plus. Love it. I love it. What? Okay. Now I don't want to talk to you. This. Okay. I may be buying into you. Just yeah. Taylor spreads it out more. Okay. Maybe, but A plus. Come on. A plus for madness. You know. That's um, not. That's not a. I, I post that tweet. It's like the Jaguars have already done this before with Blaine Gabbert, Mike Malarkey, and then Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. And uh, I thought it was very funny. Maybe Trevor Lawrence is just uh, is just playing Gabber all over again. Who knows? Playing Gabber played really well for the. They Dallas looked Cowboys. the exact same. They played really well. He was like the worst quarterback of all time there. Was <laughs> he was like as bad as Carson Wentz was this year. No, Carson Wentz was going on the career year setting here. He was trying to break records. He kind of did. He also would change the plays because he hated Doug Peterson so much at the line. I don't know why he hated him so much. I'm very curious on that. Everybody else likes Dougie P. Um, Detroit, they went with Dan Campbell. Do you remember? Do you remember him? He was the interim head coach for Miami whenever they fired Adam Gase in. No, no, no. When they when they fired Philbin, <laughs> back in the the year of our Lord, uh, 2015. And he was the he was the Saints, I believe, tight end coach, yeah. and now he's in Detroit. Why? Like why? This is a D hiring. Because they're me tough. They're me. They're me hiring. As tough as the city they play for. When it comes to Detroit, you would think that they would be the team that wants the splash. That they would be the team that wants something. Just be like, look it. We're really trying with the coach. This is who everyone says. Look at this guy. We got this guy. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Dude, what? It's just Mike Vrabel. But and Mike Vrabel's a truck driver. You're just not getting anything and Mike, out of and Mike this. Mike Vrabel is going to the Lions Den every night. You're just not getting anything out of this. This is bad. This is a D. This is not a D plus. This is a 65 on your paper. Did you see his uh, speech today? What was his speech? Yeah, I'll play it for you later. I don't know if I want to hear it now. <laughs> it's talking about getting knocked down, and on the way up, I'm buying your kneecap up. You're, I'm buying your kneecap this off. This is a D minus. <laughs> All right, we're getting into D minus territory here. Now I, we're, we may go lower. I gave it an F. Because it's just like so obscenely ridiculous. I'm more positive but than like, you. That has to be a first. This is like the anti-Matt Patricia, though. It's like Matt Patricia's like tough, but without being tough. And this guy's like legitimately tough. Like he's like an ex-player. Uh, he's built still. He has a great stepdad go team. Dude's a psychopath. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's, not Matt so. pa- he's like what Matt Patricia wants to be but isn't. And that's what he is, actually. So. So do you think that maybe that's just a Detroit thing? We got to get the hardest yes. guy we can get. We're blue We're collar. We got to make sure he's a killer out there. Yes. Dude, that sounds so Detroit. That's exactly what they do. Yes. And that's why Matthew Stafford like breaks his back and still plays football. Yeah, but he's still a man out there for Detroit. Yeah, the same thing. Dude, they but, love him. Yeah. And it's, I love him. It's about what your heart's made out of, not what the score is. And also what he's been going through, so Detroit. Mm-hmm. So the next head coach hire, Philadelphia hired the Colts offensive coordinator, Sirianni. What do you give this one? This one's so weird for me. 
because I don't really know what to think of it. I don't know if it was really impressive what the Colts offense was this year. Crossing routes. If I was really <laughs> blown away by what I saw. So I'd probably give it a C. Yeah. Where it's more, I'll just start with that. Hopefully you can be the best. But I'm not expecting anything. And to be honest with you, as a Cowboys fan, I like it. As a Cowboys fan, I'd give it an A. Because I'm not really fearing this. I don't really know what you're going to be getting out of this. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to turn Carson Wentz into what Phillip Rivers was this year. Okay. But I would hope that Dallas Cowboys would be able to defend this. this okay. Is I'm glad you have to make everything about yourself. Why Why wouldn't I? What is this show about? Uh, I give it a C also. It's about you? No, it's not about you. It's about us. But you have to make everything about the Dallas Cowboys. I give <laughs> Sirianni a C also. It's like, oh, it's crossing routes. Oh, it's like, I really, I think this thing is like, I wish he's had Frank Reich here still. So let's go to the next best thing. I don't know what you're trying to say right now by insulting me always, but you know what? This was a C. You picked my score. So we're on the I, same page. I wrote down. Yeah, I know, but we're on the same page. We are here. on this one. You were trying to insult me, though. No, I just made fun of you about it. Like, as a Cowboys fan, I think I like this because I think this is just okay. So the last one we have here, Staley, Brand Staley, the Rams defensive coordinator, going to the Los Angeles Chargers, stay in the same building, the same house. What do you give it? This is actually kind of like a B-plus territory for me because I would rather the Chargers get a defensive guy where they're going to be able to just, hopefully they stay healthy, but just get the defense up to that next level Mm -hmm. to where they could be a top five overall. They got the guys, they have Bosa. This is what you want. So I would think this is a B-plus hire. I just hope they have the right offensive coordinator or something going on. For sure. Herbert to Sherbert or Sherbert Herbert, he's there and he needs something. How about a uh, uh, Gerbert Herbert because he's still kind of a baby. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want the Gerbert Herbert. Yeah, I'd rather have the Sherbert Herbert That's or the fine. Herbert Sherbert. Um, I give it a B. I wish they got Brian Dable or Eric Bieniemy instead. I'm disappointed. Well, the Texans are going to get Bieniemy. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. They're going to get Leslie Frazier. No, why would they? I'm telling you, they're going to get Frazier. No, because it would make Deshaun go, we're done. It doesn't matter. They don't what care. What do you mean it doesn't matter? They don't care. It have to matter. This is the one thing where it should matter. They don't care. Okay. It, Deshaun, the only way to make him happy is if you hire him. And if you hire him, then Deshaun's going to be happy and he'll stay. It's that easy for me. It's really that simple. By the way, I was called a homer the other day. Yeah, you see, I'm the Dallas Cowboy fan. I was talking about podcasts. I don't argue that Deshaun Watson was a top five quarterback. Or like, I don't argue like ten this. months, like ten weeks ago. Well, no, I'm saying like I don't argue yeah. that he's a top five in the NFL this week or this oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah. And they well, that s- was like well, we got we talked Matt, about this like week eight. Matt, but they put Lamar Jackson ahead of him. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Whenever you make claims like that, what are we talking about mm-hmm. then? All I said was give me five quarterbacks better. They couldn't give me the fifth, and they picked Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Matt, I'm disgusted. Yeah. Well, no, we had that conversation like week eight because yeah. it was like the numbers all say Watson's top five quarterback. I'm like, I'm not really buying it because they don't score any points, and there's Hello. there's a lot of emptiness their offense and. Uh, it turned out he is a top five quarterback, and he's really great. And uh, they should hire Eric Bieniemy. They should hire Leslie Frazier. But I'm expecting the worst. But it'll make him happy. And at this point, that's the one thing you can do because he's not ever going to accept that GM hire. He'll accept it if you hire him the coach he wants. Yeah. It's that simple. That's fair. I hope it's Bieniemy. I mean, I hope it's Bieniemy as well, too. I hope so. And by the way. I'm praying for Bieniemy. It'll actually shut Houston Texans fans up, too. 
Maybe. How would it not? This is kind of no, – uh, this should be the hot coaching candidate. It really should be. Yeah, he should be. everybody, especially – come on. The the Colts offensive coordinator. I'm the so Colts offensive coordinator. Just like what we're making fun of. Just the crossing rounds. What was really special. The Kansas City Chiefs are running some crazy stuff over there. It's pretty impressive to watch. Mm-hmm. That's This is the hot commodity. Yeah, they just hired Frank Reich. They're like, oh, we can't get him. Let's get this guy instead. Let's get this guy instead. I do want to say, like, I'm glad Joe Brady stayed in Carolina so we get one more year of Joe Brady and, and Teddy in Carolina. Um, I think he'd be really good next year offensively. Well, I'm, yeah, you should probably run that back here. Yeah, that's At what least, I want. Yeah, yeah, run it back to see what it – they weren't bad in McCaffrey going out. Really, their entire offensive scheme is centered around McCaffrey. If that offensive scheme goes out, then it relies on your quarterback, which they were competitive in the games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then they went like one and seven in one score games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I am too. I'm glad Brady's in the year. Um, So last week, the divisional round, what did you learn last week? I was right. As usual. You're right twice. I was I was really right overall. This was going to be kind of, I was hoping it wouldn't be. Some of the games were boring. I mean, only one was boring. I was saying, okay, well, this one of them would have been boring if the main guy didn't get hurt. Yeah. But I would say. If over, Superman didn't lose his cape. And, but then you have Heine just hanging out and he's ready to go. No, not Heine. Wait, it is Heine. Henny. Henny. I was like, it's not Heine, it's Henny. There's gone, so many gone, H's in here. But yes, he was a man, and he was able to die for the first downs. Extremely impressive to watch. So that turned into an entertaining game. But overall, yeah. Oh, I had a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, really? like, yeah. What I learned though this week is that you can't establish the run. It's possible to do so, and the Packers established the run against the Los Angeles Rams. And like this idea that you know you're playing quarters and two eye shells, like having live boxes. This is one of the ideas, like in football scheme, is that you want to bait the offense into running the ball, and uh, so like because it's a less efficient play, and you know you rather get have them get like four yards and seven yards and they're throwing the ball constantly, and that works until you play the Packers, who have a really good offensive line, who have Aaron Jones, and you have like an undrafted free agent linebacker and a fifth round pick at linebacker who can't keep up with him or tackle him at all. And, uh, yeah, like the Packers established a run, and they opened up their play-action deep shots they had later in the game. And then even Lazard dropped a touchdown as well, too, wide open. And uh, that's what I learned this weekend. Yeah, so what? I call what was going to happen in that Green Bay game. That was easy-peasy to be able to predict that. You're ridiculous. The Rams had no shot going into that game. And, by the way, Ramsey throwing a hissy fit when Devontae Adams scored the touchdown yeah. was just the icing on the cake. Well, that was, a, I and that was like the first touchdown, too. Yeah, that was the very first thing, and you're already throwing a hissy fit such as that. Oh, the game's over. Yeah, and, and they were playing man coverage, too. And it wasn't even that like was Devontae his was able to do anything uh, diff- or special because he had, what, 66 yards and like a TD or something like that. So it wasn't anything that special, but it was just it got in Ramsey's head right off the bat. Well, I mean, so, but he was in man coverage. Oh, yeah. And they didn't make him. a switch call. He just got. He just saw it late. He had him beat. And switched over late, yeah. yeah I, I completely agree. Well, that, that game, Ramsey and Donald were both absolutely embarrassing. Well, Donald cried. Donald cried, but also cried. Like, that 15-yard penalty he had. Like, because he got mad at the guy tried to pull the rug out from under him. He's like, don't do that to me. And then he got that penalty. It's like, you're embarrassing. And then Ramsey, too. Like, Ramsey didn't want to hit. 
at all. He was like yelling at the sideline the entire time. Uh, it wasn't up for it as well either. Like that game was a good example of for that defense. Like Donald creates so much for everybody else. Ramsey creates so much for everybody else. And when their best players aren't playing at their elite level, like they don't have the the reason why they're like late round picks. Ryan throwing hissy fits. Yeah, but like the reason why like their lack of investment on their defense works is because the one versus matchups and the smaller amount of spaces they have to cover. And when they're not playing at that level, you have what occurred there in that game last week. And the Packers' offensive line dominated that entire game, too. No, I completely agree. And Aaron Rodgers just seemed like he had his way completely, which is what he always talked about. So I'm going to ask you this. Do you think that the weather had a factor into them kind of just not wanting to hit, not wanting to play no, tough? No, I don't think so. It just, it really, to me, it didn't either. It's just funny because Aaron Rodgers said he always wanted a game at Lambeau. He seemed more comfortable than anybody else. It was just another day at the office. Mm -hmm. Green Bay Packers are just extremely impressive overall. It's This is going to be a fun weekend, that's for yeah. sure. Um, I think my favorite play that, from that game, though, is Aaron Rodgers pump faking Leonard Floyd to score. Like, a team's going to give Leonard Floyd, like, $15 million a year and, like, a four-year contract, and they're going to be like, oh... He's not that. Oh, Aaron Donald gave him all these sacks. Maybe we should have watched that and figured that out. And it's not even like, I think Dante Fowler had three and a half sacks in Atlanta last year. Absolutely nothing. I think Ngakwe should go to Los Angeles, though. Ngakwe would be really well there. That's what he should do. He yeah. wasn't that good this year. Yeah, but I know, but he's going to do really yeah, well Yeah, he'd there. be perfect there, yeah. though. Yeah, I think Ngakwe should go to Los Angeles. Uh, but yeah, don't pay Leonard Floyd if you're an NFL team out there. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. Yeah, uh, Clay Matthews way. had nine sacks in this defense a year ago. That's pretty impressive. All because all because Aaron Donald, pretty much. By the way, so speaking of contracts, did you hear about the Aaron Jones thing? He has not signed. Aaron and, Jones. Yeah, and he talked about how he fired his agent because he was being offered a contract for a top five running back in the league. Did not sign it. Fired his agent. Got another one because yeah, I know exactly. I'm like thrown off by it too. Because he then, wants to be the highest paid running back? I don't know. And then maybe they he's like, still have not agreed on terms. They said it's the uh, guaranteed money. That that's what's really throwing the contract well, that's off. that's what matters. Just, I, I guess that is very true. It's just funny because Green Bay is going through this, and Aaron Jones, I think, has to be a gigantic factor in this upcoming game. For sure. In every game they play. I mean, he's like Kamara, except not as good. Not as, I was going to say, yeah. not as good. But yes, I would agree that he has to have that type of impact to the game. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, so do you have any last words for Drew Brees at all? Okay, can I just talk? I saw the sweetest thing. Did you watch that video? After Tom? the game? Yeah, it was no, cute. No, no. I, I was before. It was after the game. Where it was Tom throwing to his kids? Yeah, it was and afterwards. Yet they were, okay, that was the most adorable thing I've ever seen. Because that was where they didn't believe that there were any cameras there or mic'd up or mm -hmm. anything. Football's family, dude. Dude, that was actually amazing to watch. And that's just where Tom is different for everybody and people just don't appreciate it. Everyone hates on Tom. I think they just hate New England. I, I think that's guess, it. But that was day. one of the classiest things you could do is just pretty much say, I'm going to miss you. Yeah. And yet you're like saying like bye to his wife. You're then throwing a pass to one of his kids. Like that's a really effing good dude right there. So I like how you, <laughs> I like how your last verse with Drew Brees about how great Tom Brady yeah, is. Yeah, I love Tom, <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna think about whenever I think of Brees. Because otherwise, 
I'm only going to remember him probably by the sports center where he pumps up his team before yeah. every game because that is always fun to watch because he had a new one every single year. Other than that, and he though, like trained with the Marines in the off season. Exactly. Yeah. Other loves, than that, loves the flag. He's a true patriot. I'm not in this anymore. See, I knew you were going to fall off on the deep end. I'm not doing it. But there's something wrong with that. <laughs> there's there's something wrong, wrong with it. There's something wrong with something loving this country. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh my god! It's just oh apple god. pie, dude. There is no apple pie. Just fi- like it's pie. just fireworks, I'm not even a dude. pie fan. I'm not gonna remember much from Drew Brees, and what? well, you know why, right? Because what? I'm not a Saints fan. No, like wait, what? What did he pull is, me away with? This is what I feel bad for Drew for Brees for from like '09 to '15. They were awful. They had the worst defense in the league every year. Okay, every year, awful point. defense, and so like. They wasted all these five thousand yard seasons, all these like forty two touchdowns, nine receptions. Forgettable for a guy like me. Yeah, and they and, and so they true. were constantly like six wins, seven wins, eight wins, and uh, and they had bad offensive line sometimes too during that run. And again, like it wasn't his fault that the rest of the team was as bad as it was. And so they, he had this like really weird like dark age period, kind of like Rodgers had like after their Super Bowl, Super Bowl run with McCar- M- McCarthy before they fired him. And uh, and so I think that's that's the thing with him. But like I think the best Saints team was the team that lost to Minnesota that year on the miracle play. Oh yeah, and then, I agree. And that was when Breeze still had his arm. Yeah, at that he still time, had his and arm. We were not talking about flat tire whatsoever. And Maybe even, a little bit, but not much. And even the Rams game, like that, they were better than the Rams that year. They had the penalty, but like they still blew that game. They weren't aggressive at all. They went up and they, they yeah, they had so many weird, they had three weird playoff losses in a a row like that. This at least wasn't like heartbreaking, but that's what it's still heartbreaking. This one, come on, man. They had any other quarterback. Look at what James did. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Look at what James did, Matt. James to Traquan Smith. Yeah, by the way, you had everything you could ever want. That was my favorite play of the world. So upset. Oh, I loved it. People don't even realize that. Oh, Whenever we're texting people where they don't listen to the podcast, and apparently if I bring that up, by the way, oh, you should listen to the podcast, people look at me, you're a douche. So That's I rude. Like, That's very rude. But when it came to this, it made me so sick. It was Jameis throwing it to Drake. Look at the Traquan Smith watch, Taylor. I told you. Oh, don't even say this. I told this. you. Don't even say this. Well, and what made great, too, is that that was the same play the Bears ran the week before against them. And uh, the other thing that was great about it also is like we talked about for a while, it's like Breeze can't throw the ball past 15 yards and Taysom Hill was hurt. So it's like, how do we create any vertical passes because Breeze can't throw these, can't throw these throws. And it turns to a Jameis Winston wide receiver reverse pass is how <laughs> they had to do it. But in real, how, and I'm not even trying to take anything away from Jameis nor the pass nor the catch. How, how far did he throw it? Like 43 yards in the air. So Breeze couldn't do that. Like, like Breeze wouldn't have the opportunity to do it like that. Okay. I, I was just, it just seemed like. like you don't the, think Breeze can't throw the ball 40 yards in the air? Yeah. What if he they ran that play with Breeze yeah. and he one-hopped it? Yeah. Could have been possible. That's, that's exactly what I mean. So, going into that game, and that's kind of what I talked about even last week. Going into that game, sure, you're watching and you're like, man, this is Drew Breeze' farewell tour. We should really be playing him. Should Should you? They should play Jameis. Well, that's what I mean. It's because all... Well, Jameis, I was going to say, you just don't need a a quarterback that's going to turn the ball over. (laughs) Something that Jameis doesn't know how not to do. Yeah. Well, they had three of them. The Jerry Cook fumbles that lost that game for him, though. I disagree. Yeah, so lost it. 
but also whenever you're driving the football and then you have Drew Brees just not being able to get it to anybody. Well, yeah, but like again, they have a, they're setting up to have like a good drive, and then chance, they well that though. but that put them behind, and once they were behind, that was it for them, you know. But that was it after that fumble. I in a way I agree, and Jared like I'm not was, saying they lost the game because of the fumble, but they were the game was over after the fumble. See, he's slamming his helmet until he breaks. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty hardcore. Yeah, he's a big guy. Uh, so who's your biggest coward of the week? Biggest coward of the week? That has to be Lamar Jackson. Okay. I'm going to go with this. <laughs> Lamar Jackson just being the worst that I've ever seen in regards to they just want you to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you just can't or that you refuse to or whenever you throw a pick six and somehow you're faster than every yes, human being on planet was, Earth. That was the one. And then somehow you can't make this tackle or you just stand He didn't even there. try. It, exactly. That is probably my biggest coward of the week because you not only blew the game, you talked smack the game before saying that you wouldn't make mistakes and you even threw like a little slide at Tannehill, it mm-hmm. seemed. But then you act like that. And you don't even make the play on your own turnover? Yeah. yeah that's disgusting. He You're can, faster than everybody else until you turn the ball over, huh? Yeah. That makes sense. I, I can't believe he gave up like that. I mean, he gave up. He gave he up He ran on that 15 play. yards. He's like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. And it's also like if you stop him, you're still in the game. For sure. Because then it's down by still one score. It made that. I mean, they went down 17-3 after that. Yeah, exactly. Because, well, wait, so it still would have been two score because even if they got a field goal. But still, I mean, the 13, that still gives everybody hope. Mm-hmm. The 17, that doesn't give anybody anything. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe he gave up on it. Uh, but I think the cowards are him. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, and then Kevin Stefanoski for punting on on fourth down like he did in that Chiefs game. That was so bizarre. I don't know what you're doing. When you have the opportunity to be able to just take advantage or be able to do something to make a change Mm -hmm. to give you the spark, you're playing to win. Everyone expects you to lose. You You and I have talked about this. When it comes to playoff football, there shouldn't be any holding back. Zero. There should be you're going all out all on out. every single play. Fourth down and two, you go for it. Give it to me. There it is. I want it. This is what it go we get do. It. God. So, and this is why some of the court, the, some of the coaches, they blow it. Yeah. They blow it themselves. Uh, didn't you love Andy Reid's play call fourth and one? I always love Andy Reid's Gosh, play Gosh, that was beautiful. Whenever it comes to and, Andy Reid somehow is just, he knows how to even switch it up where you're never going to expect what he's going like, to do. He was it's a the, guessing game. And he used to be the coward. He learned how to not be a coward. And what's weird is now he's been successful in not being a coward. And it's because, granted, it's not you're doing stupid plays like the Jason Garrett and Dallas Cowboys, or even with the Kellen Moore Dallas Cowboys. Oh, it's third and t- we're going to run it. Oh, it didn't work. Let's just run it Oh, again. it's fourth and eight. Yeah, now we're let's not going to try to do any type of trick plays for it. Kansas City's running trickery. You don't know if they're going to throw, pass, QB sneak it. We don't know what the hell is going to happen. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. Even Rum was like, there's no way they snapped this one, Jim. Yeah, exactly. No way, Jim. Oh, we are. <laughs> you know, I like Romo, but he cannot do the, like, yelling for the moment thing. No, he doesn't. Just, oh, no, 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 no. 
he doesn't have that moment. <laughs> yeah. It's more of just He needs to be a lot more subdued in the big moment. Yes. You know. That's hard to do though. Yeah, he just he's a yet. fan of it, especially if he's right on things, he, or even if he's surprised. Oh, I love how much he loves the game. Yeah, I mean, but like whenever he it. does the Tony Romo yell thing, when he's really excited, he just sounds like Mickey Mouse, and that was funny. Uh, but I can't believe Reed went for it though in that situation because like all the motion, and everything was like, there's no way, and they're in the shotgun too. That's what I couldn't believe. I was like, there's no way they're gonna be in the shotgun, and it was a perfect play, you know. I love Reed's reaction afterwards. He just took the headset off and was just like, just stone cold about it. And by the way, so, and maybe you have talked about this on an article or something. Patrick Mahomes plays. For sure. Well, we'll talk about this in a second. Oh, okay. I didn't know that if you were to get into that. No. Well, the last thing I want to say about that game, though. It's just more about his injury status. Yeah, yeah. The last thing I want to say about it, too, was like, for last week's game, so Cleveland had, like, what, four or five decades of bad will built up. Like all these awful things that happened to him, all these terrible they things. Had a chance, all yeah, man. yeah. All these disgusting things have occurred to him. It's like all of that was in this bank and they had it all stored up. And like we have this saved for one day. We're gonna yeah. need this goodwill and it's gonna help us one day and one day it would all be worth it. And they cashed it all in. They're like, We're going all in on this game. This is the one. And it still wasn't enough. Well, it's because even God said, Okay, Patrick Mahomes, you're gonna leave this game. And then it gives everybody hope where Cleveland's like, oh, my God, they're going to do this. But even their offense stalled out on certain things. You know, Jarvis Landry, had, Jarvis Landry had 10 catches for 20 yards. Is that good? <laughs> is that is that good? It's unbelievable. That's two-yard to catch. Yeah, That's what yeah. you want, right? I know. It, I think it was. Or maybe I it was, could catch two yards. Maybe it was eight catches for 20 yards. Maybe 20 yards receiving on, like, eight catches. I could come close to it. It's pretty funny. Man, I really could. So, that's insane. I know what's funny with that or Philip Rivers twelve plays thirty two yards on the, the twelve plays thirty two yeah, yards yeah. in the happy feet and the tap dancing yeah. for sure. Yeah, that got, what a beautiful thing. That's why he retired. He's like, I got it now. So last week I went two and two. You went two and two. Uh, for the year I'm forty four thirty six and four. You're thirty seven forty one and three. So now we have our conference championship game previews for conference championship week. We have Buffalo, Kansas City. The Chiefs are three-point favorites. And we have Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Uh, or Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Ooh, interesting. Ooh, what do you want to call it The as? Packers are three-point favorites as well, too. Which game do you want to start off with? No, no, we're not going to start off with uh, Tom versus Aaron. No, 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 that's last. <laughs> okay. We can start with Patty versus Josh. We got to start with the Youngs, then we get are to Are you ready old. for it? All right. No, 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 no. Am I ready for it? Oh my God! Woo! You're wearing the. Let's go! Oh my God! Let's go! This is. No, let's go! No, let's go! Oh Three my. more weeks. You even like Woo! showed me your undershirt, and it was just. Un oh my God! Woo! You're wearing the effing jersey. That's the stupid ass jersey sitting in front of my freaking face right now. Let's go. Uh, so I told you I had to see this jersey for another three more weeks. Oh my God! You, you haven't two more weeks. that jersey, have you? No. No God. The same, the same menstrual sauce is on here. I can last still time. smell it now <laughs> since you took off the sweater. Oh my God! Is that why you were wearing a turtleneck? No, it's not a turtleneck. I wish. It's, that's Eddie Bauer, bro. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. It's Eddie Bauer. Um, so last week the Bills won seventeen to three against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, like, Josh Allen was a game manager last week. He was perfectly fine. 
He missed a couple of downfield passes that were open. Like Diggs beat Peters a few times deep. Uh, Allen overthrew him to hit those throws. But the key last week, though, for Allen, like you alluded to earlier, he didn't make mistakes. And with the defense that they had, who has a great game plan for Lamar Jackson that played him really well last year, just because like Allen didn't throw the pick six or throw the interception or um, or be the guy who takes a 17-yard sack and fumbles, just by not being that guy, that's how the Bills won. He did exactly what he needed to last week. But this week, he can't do that, though. All right, so for me, it was this easy. I agree in some aspects. The only thing I don't agree with, dude, he did miss throws. Yeah, he like, did. Like, they were far right where then he had the guy open on the sideline where he just threw it cleanly out of bounds. But it, it to your point, I don't know if it was a fear thing or just I'm going to play this safe. Now, granted, it ended up working out for him because his defense, and maybe that's what he was paying attention to. Yeah. My defense is giving me a, a little bit of a leeway here. They're having my back. We have points on the board. I'm only going to need to kick it in a high gear if something crazy happens. Mm-hmm. But to kind of go off of your point, dude, you can't play like that mindset this for week, sure. especially Patty Mahomes is playing. And I wonder how much that, too, is like the coach and all this coordinator be like, Josh, and it we're good. Be. We're it good. Look at Lamar. He doesn't know what he's doing. Look at that. Look at that guy just <laughs> run around. All we want him to do is throw. He won't do it. I have a chance to go back and watch the video from that game, but I'm really interested because when Lamar found completions and they played the replay of it, it's like, that guy was open for four and a half seconds. It's actually disgusting. He's just staying there wide open, and uh, that kind of concerns me for this week, but uh, something I want to go back and watch for oh, sure. you can't do. You better hope that Patty has a big concussion. Well, there is... Two other things about that game, too. That one drive they had to start the third quarter, they went run, run for six yards. I'm like, Dayball, we cannot do this again. And they ran that play-action pass to Knox where he's wide up in the flat. I was like, oh, beautiful. Um, the other thing is, like, Allen did have that touchdown pass to Gabriel Davis where Davis just dropped that slant route. They led there. At least he had a touchdown their first drive as well, too. So it's not like... I mean, Allen didn't necessarily leave points on the board. He had some drops that affected him, too. But, yeah, like, he needs to be better this week, though. I just, when it comes to this Buffalo team, I am very, very happy that they are in the AFC Championship game because this is what the team that people should be wanting to see. Mm -hmm. You now have the the number one, number two. This is the matchup here where Josh Allen has been incredibly accurate this season. Stephon Diggs has been wonderful when it comes to just passing, period. And he's going to get paid. Isn't this He's already paid. What what did he get paid? He got paid this summer. What was it? I thought I was know. more than that. No, they pay him the summer. Did they? They trade for him and paid him. Okay, if they did that, I need to know what that contract is because now it's not enough. Yeah, he went seems. to Maryland. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, huh. so mm-hmm. you have Wyoming and Maryland. Sick, right? Oh, you see how much they love each other? Wait, was he a turtle? Yeah, a Terrapin. Yeah, Terrapin. Yeah, dude. Those are awesome. We went to the wrong school. We shouldn't be going there. Yeah, I, I, they wish they had better I name. I would just want that mascot to be yeah, on they it. Yeah, they should have a better name for us. Yeah. Bobcat sucks. Well, it just sounds like an there, STD. You're going to get the Bobcat scratch. Well, there's 17, That's what it sounds like, Matt. There's also 17 Bobcats in the country. Well, it's I, like being the Tigers. There's 17 Tigers. My elementary school was like the Bobcat. No, you're all the Huskies. No, dude, that was my fifth grade. I was somewhere um, else. Actually, I think we were the Broncos, if I'm going to be honest. Okay. That makes it even worse against my point. Yeah. So for this game, Allen needs to be 90 to 95% as good as Patrick Mahomes for them to win. No, he needs to be 110. You're going to have no, to shot for shot. Because the, no, but the Bills have a better team than the Chiefs do, though, is what I mean by that. 
Their defense is better. Their offensive line is better. Their run game is even better than Kansas City's. And so, like, if Allen can be 95% as good as Mahomes, they have a chance. Okay. All right. I'm going to let these things slide for the time being because I know you have your fandom going with this type of jersey going. But, come on. Especially on the offensive side. You're out of your damn mind here. What? Yeah, they do not have a better Chiefs, team than the Kansas City Chiefs. No, I'm saying like and you're okay, saving passing, running game. Yeah, they have a better run game than Kansas City does. Is Clyde? A healthy? It doesn't matter. Darryl, oh, I would even say that he is. Daryl Williams is their best running back. He's been there for like four years now. No, I don't agree with that. Yeah, he is. I think mean, yeah, Clyde is actually just fine. Um, I'm just saying Daryl Williams is better. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm yeah. actually saying that they have a better running game is really my point here. Le'Veon's so sad. Oh, it's depressing. Oh, by the way, Antonio Brown still and Le'Veon Bell are still in the playoffs. Yeah. Steelers are out. Yeah. Huh. huh. I wonder who was the real troublemaker after all. And also, the Pittsburgh Steelers just signed Dwayne Hashkins. The Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers are the worst team I've ever seen. They need Jameis. No, no, because Jameis is too good for them at this point. I think he could do the Ben Roethlisberger thing. Just stand he, back there and take sacks big, and throw Yeah, Just be big and just throw it up. Oh, Jameis gains 40 pounds and starts in Pittsburgh. Drew Brees told Jameis Winston, this is your team now. Is that what he actually told That's him? That's what he actually told him on the sideline. Really? Yeah. Look at your face. Look at your face. You even, you even whispered like, that. Really, Taylor? After every well, you have to like after every year, I go, "Is this gonna be the last? Am I done doing this? Doing this? Is the podcast over? Am I done writing? Am I done doing it?" And it's like something like that. I'm like, so if Jameis becomes the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, you will continue this podcast forever and ever. Yeah, I'll be holding my god. I'll be holding the baby doing the podcast if Jameis is starting quarterback. I'm disgusted with you so much. There'd be so many Josh Allen and Jameis Winston watches every single year. I mean, those are the only teams we talk about. I mean, it's already kind of the only two players we talk about anyways. I talk about the Dallas Cowboys as um, much as I can. So last week, Stephon Diggs and John Brown, 16 catches, 22 targets, 168 yards, one touchdown. These are their outside receivers. Um, Cole Beasley had zero catches, and he was perfectly okay with that. So they, the Chiefs, like, one of the things I think is good for Josh Allen this matchup is uh, they run, like, a lot of different coverages. So, like, they show one look, and they roll to this. And they'll play cover three. They'll play cover four. They'll play inverted Tampa two. But they'll like have a safety in the box, and the, the ball snapped, and then he runs 30 yards the other direction. And like one of the things that Allen's really great at, though, is like holding the ball in the pocket, sitting, waiting, reading, you know, going through all of his reads before he makes decisions. And he has the arm strength where he can like see things a little bit late and still make throws for it. Um, but the first match that they played earlier this year, Allen was – 14-27, 122 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. The worst game he's had this year. And they did a really great job covering their deep passes. And they blitzed him really well, too, actually. And uh, it was kind of surprising. Like, they were like, Kansas City is really the only team to blitz Josh Allen and have a lot of success with that. And uh, they were able to cover their deep passes, like, with one-versus-one matchups, too. Matt, I think this is going to be a slaughter. And it's just because I think Josh Allen has to be going into this game knowing you're going to get your moments, but you even saying, because that's what I even watched with some of the highlights with the previous game they played. How is it that you even say this defense is not as good, but yet Josh Allen had his worst game against this defense? Well, so it was also going it was week into, four. But now going into this game, you're already having that type of edge. Yeah. And now Josh Allen is having to go into it if Patrick Mahomes is playing, saying I have to at least put 30 on the board. 
Yeah, that's for where sure. you have to be going in. So him and Stefan Diggs, you have to be able to hit the shots that they're going to give you because they're going to give you those chances. To your point, they're going to switch up the coverages. They're going to show something, then they're going to do something else, but they're going to give you those moments. If he plays, and I know I already said it, but if he still misses those targets like he did last week, this is going to get out Yeah, I completely hand. agree. He he just has to be that active but like, guy. But he's been great all year on this throws, though. Been. I agree. And, uh, I agree. And last week was the aberration. Like, they're also this game earlier in the year is week six, and like Buffalo's offense has gotten better since then. Allen's got better since then. Like that was the worst game he's played this year was against Kansas City too, and it was just weird because like again they're the only team to really have a whole lot of success um, blitzing Josh Allen. Like Baltimore didn't really blitz at all against him. They couldn't get any pressure their front four either, and you play a lot more like you know single high, like making sure they had guys double covering their deep passes. And so I wonder how like they're going to stretch them vertically, and that's one of the keys to this game too. By the way, what kind of blew my mind is did you know that Stephon Diggs last year. You're a big Bills fan. So how many targets did he have last year? Or how many catches did he have last year? In Minnesota? Yeah. Like 62? How many did he have this year? Like 107? 127. Okay. That is crazy to me. Yeah, to get double like that. That is just nuts to me. The fact, because it's not even like, oh, because that's what's actually a very valid point, too. Where Stephon Diggs, I, I think they just made each other better. Yeah. I don't think this is... And they is, love each other, too. And I think you could see that where, and by the way, even people after the game last week posted photos where it was the newest meme, I want somebody to look at me like Josh oh, Allen. You want to see, see my new phone background? Oh, what do you mean your new phone background? You want to see my phone what? background? No, I don't want to see... Is it that? No. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so disgusted with you right now. It's not This that. is getting out of hand with you. <laughs> this is getting incredibly out of hand. <laughs> no, it's oh not that. Oh, my God. But that's, that's what I mean, and you can tell where to compare, because we talked about them this year, and I know they're not in, but it's uh, what's-his-face, Hopkins, and his... Tyler, his little his little and, toy soldier. Yeah, I was going to say a little man. In Arizona, it's That'd be a funny love. Photoshop. Remember that movie Little Man? Which one? It was like a Wayne Brothers movie oh, where yes, he adopts the baby. the baby. He's the adult. Yes. He's actually a convict. They could do that with... Kyle Murray could be the little man in the basket. But they don't love each other. No. It, now it's kind of my, like, you could see, like, Because Hopkins DeAndre the loves most, Deshaun. But they don't, okay, well, yes, 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 I will agree and with Bill that. Bill O'Brien ruined that. see, we're going back to this team. You can tell that Allen and Diggs have a type of relationship. They go out and they hang out together. Yeah. They really do. They're playing uh, Halo 2v2 together. That would be awesome. They're playing split screen, and they're saying that you're a screen looker. Uh-huh. That's exactly what they're doing. Uh, they pick each other's nose for each other. So okay, much they love what? each other. We were having a nice moment. I made a great comparison, and then we're you just say they're picking time. each other's nose. So there was some talk this week that if Patrick Mahomes can't play, or if Patrick Mahomes can't yeah, play, right. they should move the game. No. You know what you shouldn't do? You shouldn't run a speed option on third and one with Patrick Mahomes, and those are the consequences that happen here and there. Uh, I know he was concussed, but like I was surprised by how bad that hit rocked him, because like he didn't get hit in the head. Well, no, he didn't fall drag. on his head. I think it was the dragging. I don't think so, though. Like that's where I was at. That's why I think that he kind of knocked him. It's up. like he got concussed in his chest and it went up to his brain. It, it would, but it was <laughs> something because his body even looked weird. It was like contorted, like yeah. in a different type of area. Like he never slammed his head like Lamar no, did. No, I agree. He didn't get hit in the head. And it's like, I just haven't seen a guy get like hit in the torso and get concussed. And I was watching that game. My brother I was like, you know, I've never seen Mahomes really get hit before. 
and that was the first time I've really seen it. But it's like, yeah, if you're worried about Mahomes getting hurt, don't run the speed option with him then, if that's what you're worried about. Yeah, but you're also having to say that a guy would have to change his style in order to play. Well, you safe. just don't call that play. Well, maybe that. Like, you have ramifications for making decisions like that. So, yeah, like, if Mahomes can't play, you got to play this game still. According to Mike I Shanahan, he looks good to me. Oh, I'm sure they're all going to say There's no way he doesn't play. Oh, yeah. The NFL is going to look at him because, by the way, that's also the other thing. You know, the NFL is the only one that will tell you if the player is okay or not. Yeah. Nobody else will tell you. If they so, weren't playing the Browns, he would have played. So. He wouldn't be playing. But since they are playing the Buffalo Bills, and this is to get into the Super Bowl, I'm going to bet $1,000 he plays. Okay. Wait, does Vegas have the odds? I don't think so. We should probably look those up if he plays or doesn't play. I don't think so. Um, the key for, like, so Buffalo's defense, they've had two really great game plans the past two weeks. That game plan against Baltimore was really interesting because mainly what they did was they just kind of did what Tennessee did, but they did better. Where they did a really great job listing the edges on the overhangs. And uh, they tackled a lot better last week as well, too. And that was their big problem against Indianapolis was um, their tackling issues and they had tackling issues all season long. They did a really good job tackling that Baltimore game. were really physical. Um, their defensive line probably had the best game they've had all year as far as just stopping the run, too. You know, they forced five fumbles that game. You know how many fumbles they recovered? One. Zero. <laughs> By the way, why are we talking about the Buffalo Bills still? We're talking about their defense against this no, uh, Chiefs No, we'd just be now. talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. I feel like you're just distracting me away from the Kansas City Chiefs, and this is all about a Buffalo Bills segment. We're, no, I don't we're, know who the hell you think you are right now, but this is getting out of Yeah, we're just changing the matchup here you for know what? I don't want to change the matchup. Uh, I want to just talk about my Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, we're working on it. The one thing that Buffalo has to do, though, is like they were oh they were really aggressive in you know, the past two weeks with how often they blitzed. I'm interested to see how much they blitz this week, especially on the edges like they have been. And if they don't, Jerry Hughes has, was a monster last week. He's going to have to be again this week. Uh, they Cleveland actually chose to have Miles Garrett rush against Mike, uh, Mike Remmers, which is like the probably the second weakest link they have in their offensive line. I think Jerry Hughes is going to be up against Remmers. Hughes has to have like three sacks and like seven pressures and I completely win that matchup. Because like you really can't blitz Mahomes. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league against pressure too. And like that's the that's the key for them to create pressure is Hughes versus Remmers on the outside. Yeah, I think whenever you blitz Mahomes, this is what's gonna happen. He it's just runs be backwards. That and quick <laughs> passes to Tyreek Hill, and then there's gonna be a nice little pass to Travis Kelsey for a touchdown. Either way, if Mahomes plays this game, they are gonna destroy the Buffalo Bills defense. No matter what they try to throw at Mahomes, the light switch flipped on. That's all it happened. Kind of. It flipped. They were kind of bad in the red zone though last week. It flipped, and you just have to watch it continue because the Cleveland defense, would you say, is worse than the Buffalo Bill defense? For sure. What? Yeah, they're no. yes. The Bills defense no. is like yes, a hundred percent. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe in the secondary, yes. In every measure, there no. was. They had Buffalo's better corners. The only thing that's different I is say, that I said secondary Buffalo. The only thing that's edge. different is that Cleveland has Miles Garrett and that's what I'm saying. two pass rushers. Their linebackers in Buffalo are better. Their safeties are better. I still said secondary. That's about it. By points allowed, better. By DVA, better. By yards per allowed per attempt, I'm still going to say that Cleveland had the better defense. No. And you know what? You better <laughs> no. hope that I'm wrong because I think I'm right. And Patrick Mahomes, you try to take him out. Everyone tries to take this man out, but he's going to be going to the Super Bowl because you know why? Tom has to run the hat trick. Yeah. That's man. why. All right. Uh, no, I mean, like, 
even if Kansas City scores more points this week, it's because Mahomes plays the entire game, unlike oh, half agree. the game. But yeah, I mean, Buffalo has a better defense, but that's one of the things I'm interested in. Like also, like I don't know how they cover Travis Kelsey. Uh, they ch- they try to put Jordan Poyer on him their first game. It's impossible. It didn't work. And like they all, my favorite thing Kansas City does, they go one by three. So they'll have like Kelsey as a wide receiver and trips right, and on the right side's like. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is just like a decoy, creating open routes for out of that trips formation. And then the back end, you just have Kelsey one versus one in man coverage matchup. And I don't know how you cover him. You know I would just put Tredavious White on him. I would. That's what I would do. Tredavious White's amazing. Oh, wait. Are you talking about one-on-one with who? Kelsey. I wouldn't do that's that. That's what I would do. Kelsey would still dominate. That's why I wouldn't do that. That's, I think, your best chance, though. Like White's, White's like 6'2", though. He's a big corner. Maybe. I just want to do that. I would have a linebacker punch him in the mouth. And then have White cover him behind that. Did you see Tyreek Hill pushes? Uh, uh, completely unacceptable. By the way, that was amazing. What are you talking completely about? Completely unacceptable. I loved it because it was, they cut the coverage and the media tried to make it out. Are you trying to make it seem like it was something? Because guess what? The wide receiver coach was laughing his ass off when he did it. Because okay. you know what Tyreek Hill well, was They doing? just cut it. I'm like. They cut it okay. away. But that was the reason why they didn't cut I saw it back. The, I saw them laughing. But I didn't know if he was laughing immediately, that's different. Dude. But if he was laughing five minutes later, It was because Tyreek Hill was like completely wide open on the very last play and I don't know what the coach called but it was something that wasn't going to Tyreek and then Tyreek ran up and like pushed him the coach was laughing pretty much saying shut up yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that's how I took that's it different where then. they had that type of relationship where that's great that probably really works for them because Tyreek knows that he's gonna get his shots so he doesn't have to go to complain to that coach and when he does the coach is laughing as you can see mm-hmm. even when being shoved by the player I didn't think it was malicious if, at all. If the cut is it, man, it seemed like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If he, it was if he laughed, doing what they do, because if he laughed immediately after he got pushed, yeah, you it's can fine. See it his mask. That's okay. You see his mask; he's clearly laughing at it. That's okay. But if he cuts, he's laughing five minutes later. That's not okay. That's fine then. No, completely laughing at it. It was not a big deal. Media and you and your Josh Allen jersey. Fake, the fake news. Tr- the fake news That's got all me. That's all it is, man. The fake news got me. Uh, well, the other thing about this game is that the Chiefs can't run the ball. And so, like, this could be a game even, even like, this game may never be over in a way just because of their inability to, like, close games out, which they have to do their passing game. Also, Butker missed three field goals last week. And the Chiefs' red zone offense was the worst thing about their game last week where they, they drove the ball really well and they got to, like, the 20-yard line. They couldn't run the ball. And uh, they had some stops that occurred. And, like, Cleveland was able to create pressure in those situations. And they missed three field goals. And that's what made the game that it was. And, uh, again, like, anything that opens the door for Buffalo uh, in that regard, you have to take advantage of. And they're also a team that goes from fourth down. They're aggressive on offense. You have to continue to do Um, it this game. You and I have talked about this. We are talking about it right now. This team has to do that. And they will. It's fourth and two. No, no. You they have will. To. This team will. No, you will. You have to. This team will, though. That's the difference between them and Kevin Stefanowski. Oh, there we go. Um, they're thinking about that Buffalo game last week. They threw the ball in their first 17 plays of the game. <laughs> it's like they learned their lesson from the Colts game. It's like, we're not doing this run, run, run stuff. We're throwing it, and we're going to attack them like that. And it worked out It worked out okay for them. But, yeah, like Allen needs to be, like, like I said, and he needs to be, like, 95% Mahomes. And if he's that, they have a shot. 110% and they have a shot. That's uh, crazy. Hey, you have to be it's like in Dragon Ball Z when the guy powers up and he breaks the scouter. Okay. That's exactly what has to occur here. You have to be able to upgrade 
to a form you have not been to because otherwise, if Patrick plays, you lose. That's how it comes. I guess so. I have to see Josh Allen have 300 yards, three TDs. For sure. I'm not saying that he doesn't have okay, to do okay, that. I'm just saying, like, he doesn't, that type he, of does, performance he doesn't here. have to match Mahomes because it's kind of impossible to match Mahomes is what I mean. you got to go shot for shot here. Yeah, you have to be close. Yeah. That's what I mean, like, 95% is pretty much shot for shot is yeah, all I mean by that. shot for shot here. That's all I mean by that. you taking a shot, I'm taking a shot. All right. That's the way we're doing. Uh, the first matchup before Buffalo's defense got good. They ran the ball really well against them. It was a really good Clyde Edwards-Hilaire game. He had 22 carries that game, and Mahomes only had 22 completions, and they mainly ran the ball against them. And that game was also dark and cold and on a Tuesday night. I remember Tuesday at 4 o'clock game, too. It was kind of weird. So it'll be interesting to see how much different that Week 6 game was compared to this one because I think it is, it's going to be. Uh, what's your pick for this one? So, I mean, okay, so it's a little bit different, but obviously if Patrick Mahomes plays, then I have the Kansas City Chiefs. 38. Oh, what's point spread? Uh, Three point Kansas City. Man, they don't even know if he's playing. No, I think this is with him playing. Okay. Kansas City, 38. Buffalo Bills, 33. Uh, I have Buffalo, 34. Kansas City, 32. Wow. I you think Kansas City is going to win, but I can't pick against them. We've come so far. We've come so far. That uh, jersey, I'm finally going to be done with it. Thank God. You'll be seeing it next week. Super Bowl, be, oh, Super you'll be Bowl week next would week. be the worst. Well, next week you'll see it for the post-game show because I have to wear it at least one more time. And you're going to be seeing it for two more weeks. Three more weeks. I'm not seeing it for three more weeks. Yeah, you're going to. Yeah. I'm done with it. We're done. We're done with it. No, no. Yeah. Get it out. So the next game we have here. The Battle of the Bays. This is King of Kings here. Tampa Bay, Green Bay. This is it. Uh, here so we go. What's, uh, what's your Gossip Girl narrative take of this game? Uh, so I know you're talking about the three-peat here, the trifecta, the King of Kings. What do you got here? The King of Kings here. This is... What, is it, what does that mean? Is that Game, or, game of Thrones Tom's got to do it. I need Tom to be able to do what I've always wanted, which is just destroy everybody in the path. Which is what New Orleans, it's so funny to watch that game and everyone's saying, ha Tom's not the best player on that team. Look at that defense. Oh, by the way, Devin White. Oh, my God. You think Lord. he's the best linebacker in the league? He is in amazing. I think he is. There's not, I don't, I don't know who I would put above him. I'll put it to you that way. But my Lord, if you're, if what you're playing, an amazing, like, just player all around. If you're playing flag football, Darius Leonard is the best linebacker in the league. If you're playing real football, I think Devin White is. Devin White's just amazing in every single aspect of the game. And the fact that he's just second year already is being able to read players the way he is, it's just so impressive. And let's go back to what I think. Well, and it, with him what, too, real fast. What, what are you talking about? I wanted to go over my hat trick. Well, I want to say this. Son of Whenever bitch. him and Devin Bush were drafted in the same class, I was like, I wonder which guy has been better, you know? Because they're both drafted immediately after each other. The best linebackers in that class. White's better than Bush is. I know Bush got hurt in Pittsburgh this year, but White's been better than him in their, both their careers. Oh, I'd agree. It's just, so in, it's just been interesting. A little quirk. Yeah, whatever. All right. Just so talking then, ball. Okay, you know what? I'm done with you talking ball. Just boys talking ball. I don't want to talk about boys and ball. Playing with their balls, talking ball, just boys. I'm out. So when I come to the hat trick, I want to say beating Breeze, Rodgers, and Patty Mahomes mm -hmm. would be the greatest thing. Wouldn't you say? After being Peyton Manning for a decade straight. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that would probably be the greatest thing you'd ever seen? 
Yeah, at age yeah, 45. At age 45. <laughs> so not only would he already be considered, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback. He already but, is. Oh, yeah. He already should is. should be in people's minds, but it's still not. No, he, I mean, he already is. But if he were to do this, Matt. Matt. Come on. What is this? What are we even doing anymore? This is insane. I just really want Aaron Rodgers to lose. But having an Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady where this is going to be, oh, I want to have the home field advantage. You know cold, but you don't know this cold. Tom knows all cold. Mm -hmm. Tom feels all cold. So this is where you have a quarterback that already feels nothing. It's just going to be coming down to the players around him. But at the same time, I love how Tom was where it was, I'm not going to F this up. Yeah, This defense is better than me. And that's what it kind of seemed like that he admitted, where this defense, it has me, has my number. I just can't make a mistake, so I'll do whatever I can to not make a mistake. Mm-hmm. But the I also like how he plays his defense, too, where like yeah. he understands that his defense will help will bail him out. Yeah, exactly. And he knows that he doesn't have to score every drive, so he doesn't force anything. He just knows. And he throws it away. And like He has like games where he has like 55% completion percentages. Because he throws balls away, he can't escape the pocket, there's pressure. And he knows he can live another day, he just can't make mistakes there. And he's only thrown, uh, you know, during this run from the last six games on, he's only thrown one interception. I think he's thrown 16 touchdowns and one interception um, since, I guess, before that win against Detroit. During their, they're like big, like, six-game win streak that they're, that they're on right now. And Godwin also dropped a pass, Yeah, though. another I, one. I that mean, was that, a hard catch. No, it wasn't. That Stop one it. was hard. Man, he threw it right he, there. I know, but I'm saying Man. he's diving... Having to bring it—that's a hard catch. Matt, the per- throw was perfect. Okay, thank you. But it's it still a hard catch, though. Whatever. Make it wasn't a, catch. a hard catch because of the throw. It was a hard catch because of that's a hard catch. You know, I, absolutely perfect throw, though. I don't even care. But you make that catch. Yeah, Scotty Miller makes that catch. Well, Scotty Miller always makes that catch. Yeah, and he even ducks down so that the two defenders hit each other because he'll never get contacted that way. Oh yeah. But when it comes <laughs> down to this Tampa Bay team, and I'm going to ask you this. Do you think that them winning earlier in the year kind of makes an edge for them? Because now we have the same situation here with both of these games. We have the Kansas City and their defense where Josh Allen had his worst game against them. Mm-hmm. And now you have the Aaron Rodgers going against the Tampa Bay Bucks. What was his worst game this year? Against Tampa Bay. Against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we had the same type of situation going on mm-hmm. where who do you think is going to be able to perform better and, and like it's kind of going back to what I'm saying. Do you think it makes a difference? Well, I think. Well, like we talked about this going into the wild card round, that I thought you know we picked Tampa. Both of us picked Tampa. We picked Tampa, Kansas City, for the Super Bowl. And I picked Tampa just because I thought they would beat Washington. Uh, they beat New Orleans, and then also like I just think that they have the best team to play to beat Green Bay with. They have two. You li- have said this. I yeah, will admit that they have two linebackers who can tackle Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones had ten carries for fifteen yards in that Week Four matchup. Um, he also, I think it was Week Four. I don't know. It was Week Six. What's that? Well, Kansas City Buffalo was Week Six. It may have been Week Six, Week Eight though. That's out or Week Nine. Why is Week? This was Week Five. Why is it? Because Houston played. Said every number but five. This is yeah. This is week five because Houston play. Houston beat Jacksonville, then lost to Green Bay the week after. So it's week five. Yeah, but whatever. Aaron Jones ten carries for fifteen yards that game. A zero point eight yards after contact. He was so good against Los Angeles in that game by breaking tackles, getting yards after contact, and like Levante David and Devin White 
are two players that can make tackles outside the box. They want to play two linebackers against the Green Bay defense, regardless of uh, what formations they're in because of their speed. And they stop their outside zone game really well and their toss plays. And like Green Bay has kind of gone away from their toss plays since that Tampa Bay game just by how much they got uh, devoured by it. And they also really great against the Packers screen game as well too in that previous match of this year. And then also like in their secondary, look, their secondary is very unrefined, but they're very athletic. They're super fast. And like they can run with the uh, Packers wide receivers on these vertical routes. And so that's why I think they pose such a good matchup for um, Green Bay as like just defensively, you know. Well, and I I do completely agree with the Tampa Bay defense. Just, but isn't that kind of like a gamble here, where you and I have talked about with the Baltimore Ravens defense and me hating Marcus Peters always taking those shots? Just seems like Tampa Bay Bucks have that kind of yeah they mentality. do where they're going to be able to take the shots, and if they get that shot, Bowles then it, it gets in your head. Bowles is going for the Super Bowl, you know? And it, but, that's true. <laughs> Bowles gets the Bowls. Yeah, Bowles but gets the ball. That's where you can see that type of mentality where once the quarterback makes that mistake, it's in their head, they're now screwed, they're caught in the trap. But Aaron only made that mistake earlier in the year because he turned that ball over even though he should have had maybe a little bit more than one interception and that was because of the pressure he was under exactly so do you think that that's a factor or hold on hold on this goes back to my moment because it's going back to the pressure here or is sue getting in him do you think sue is just eating him up just just ready he loves shoving him down aaron Come on, boy. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> Come on, little man. I can't look at you like Why that. Why not? I'm just wiggling my <laughs> fingers back and forth. Look at it one by one. Who was it that Sue just shoved to the ground this year? I was like, oh, I missed that. I thought it was Aaron. He did that to Cole McCoy and almost killed him. I remember he did that thing for a while. He was like, yeah, I'm not tackling quarterbacks. I'm just shoving them to the ground. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's more Aaron and him already have a history. Yeah. So they already had that Detroit and Green Bay thing going back. So Aaron already getting his head. I just, it's all about getting Aaron's head, which it's it's always impossible you want, to get you into want these Aaron, type of quarterbacks. You want Aaron blaming his teammates is what yes, you want. It's exactly what you want. But he would never. Because he's never done anything wrong. But at this point, you couldn't get him to yell at Aaron Jones, nor could you get him to yell at Devontae. Yeah, for sure. But you hey, get him to yell at his coach. Hey, Kumro, you're getting yelled at. Lazard, you're getting yelled at. Marquez Vell Scantling, you're getting yelled at. Tanyan, you're getting yelled at. I was going to say, Tanyan's going to get yelled at once yeah. or twice. He hasn't really yelled at LaFleur that much this year, though. Um, well, like, so that game, that pick six you're mentioning, that pick six was created by, like, the blitzes five plays earlier, ten plays earlier. In that first matchup, uh, Rodgers threw 35 pass attempts. They blitzed him 18 of those pass attempts. They had a pressure rate 23.3%. And they did like a lot of like really cool interior like twists and then loops out of that to create pressure against them. And the Green Bay Packers offensive line wasn't really ready for it. And it's kind of the same offensive line except uh, David Bakhtakari is hurt and Billy Turner's playing left tackle. And they have Wagner at right tackle. But it's pretty much the same offensive line from that first game earlier this year. And the Bucks are really like the only team to be able to pressure Rodgers like that and also have like so much success blitzing Rodgers as well too because you know, like he's a smart quarterback. He, has, he still has mobility. He can get all the pocket and escape stuff. And uh, their blitz scheme by being able to create interior pressure with Sue, like you mentioned as well earlier, uh, they really kind of put Rodgers in a sarcophagus in that earlier matchup this year too. And so, again, like Bowles brought the blitz last week a little bit more. He, brought, he didn't bring that much against Washington. He still can turn it up a little bit. 
I think he's really going to bring the blitz this week against Aaron Rodgers. But why wouldn't you? Even though, to your point, uh, or not to your point, even though you said the same thing about Patrick Mahomes and him being great against the blitz, typically Aaron Rodgers is good against the blitz. Yeah. But not against the Todd Bowles blitz. Well, or at least against what this we've like seen. murderous team, though. But it also could be that they have that type of uppity because Adamican Sue is like, I hate this man. Well, uh, and they and they have and like the Bucks have fourteen guys who can blitz. Yeah, exactly. Like all their corners can blitz. Their safeties can blitz. Why had a great blitz against Drew Brees in that game? By the last way, though, but too? that also goes back to who we were talking about earlier. So if you are Aaron Rodgers and you already have a Dominican Sue or somebody else that's on that line in your head. You're not paying attention to that young gun, Devin White, in that middle of the field linebacker. So he's just waiting, and he may get another pick. And if okay. he gets another pick here, he's the greatest thing. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, I think they'll even probably spot like one of the things they like to do with their linebackers is they'll just sit yeah, and they'll wait. Don't know, but they'll wait two seconds and they'll wait for the hold to open up. And they have so much speed that they're able to close the gap between the quarterback there and they're on them like that immediately. And that's another good way that they create um, pressure as well too. Just by like they're they're like they're you know they're 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 funneling in case the running back seeps out. And uh, if they don't, if they stay in block. They get two seconds. They're able to close speed super quickly and create pressure like that as well too. I think this is the one game to your point that Bucks, even how we are talking, sound like that they have the most advantage over any other team defensively to, for sure. But when it comes to playing the Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. it's it's really the Green Bay Packers have to play perfect. Yeah, and they're gonna have to have the Aaron Rodgers show in order for this to work. Well, again, I don't but, think they have to play perfect. Do you think it's more of Aaron Jones game. No, because, it's not. This is not Aaron Jones game at all. But you don't zero percent. But my point is. If the secondary then bites and they take those chances and they win, you would have to be able to rely on something because Aaron Rodgers is just going to get – he's just going to get gunned. Yeah, out. this is not an Aaron Jones going. game. I mean, like, why and David are better than Aaron Jones? Okay, here we go. Yeah. You know what? Just, just go on with your little theories I mean, there. well, just what? Well, just know, look no, at, I don't want to hear it. Look at what Kamara did last week. Nothing. You're great. It's Zero. because they don't hand him the ball. No, he didn't do anything. Because, again, of how good their linebacker play is. Like, Kamara could not break any tackles against them last week. I've never week. seen a human being being able to just tackle Kamara one-on-one until I saw Devin White yeah. tackle him one-on-one. Well, Kamara even was like, dude, what are you doing when he bear-hugged him? Because Devin White just threw him to the ground, and Kamara was hurt. Yeah. I don't know if he was it's, hurt, but it's it was the just— same, well, like, it's, again, it's a bad matchup it for like Aaron Jones. Uh, so that the the Bucks have two secondary stats for you. They're sixth in the NFL by DVOA at covering a number one wide receiver. So, of course, this means Devontae Adams. Uh, Michael Thomas had zero catches last week and then had ankle surgery immediately after the game to kind of, like, cover up for the fact they had zero catches. And then also against deep passes, Tampa Bay has a DVOA of 23.3%, which is 13. And Green Bay, their deep pass defense by DVOA is 23%, which is 12th. So Tampa Bay's deep pass defense is 0.3% better by DVA than Green Bay. And I bring this up because what do the Packers love to do? They love to run bootlegs and play actions and outside zone plays to get more safeties in the box, get more defenders in the box, and then hit their deep shots off of it. They establish the run to throw deep off of it. Um, Tampa Bay's entirely different. They're like, no, we're just going to throw the ball deep on first and 10 from the 40-yard line. We're going to throw deep on second and seven from our own 20-yard line because that's just that's how we play the game. And uh, both these teams have good deep passing defense, but not like locked down deep passing defenses, though. 
Like Adrian Amos needs to have a really great game this week. Yeah, I'm going to completely agree overall. I just, when it comes, so oh, you're saying that the Green Bay Packers have a better defense overall here? No, they have like a slightly worse deep pass defense, DVA. And like the Packers defense, I think, is better than numbers indicate. That's what but uh, they've been below average this year. But what are they getting bailed out, on, uh, bailed out on? Because it does seem like that the Green Bay Packers defense has been, I don't know, maybe playing above their standard. I think a lot of it last week that was like, Jared Goff can't throw the football from the shotgun. And now we're up You're by two scores. You're a believer in him. No, I never said that. Were you a believer in the Rams? I thought they would cover. You because make me they're sick. De- I, but I said Jared Goff needs to make two throws. Jared Goff had 0% of that equation last week. Yeah, That, that was, was based good, entirely right? around their defense. Well, you know what? This isn't my fault here. You're trying to blame me for the Jared no, Goff and I'm you not. picking him. This is all I know, I, you. Again, I did not pick Jared Goff. I picked their defense leader. You, you love him. You told me you love the blonde you know, surfer type. This is the problem here is that we say something and then you completely forget it five minutes later. Once the show's over, you completely remember, forgot what we said the week before. Yeah, of course. Uh, but Jared Goff had nothing to do with that equation last week. But the way the Packers played defense against the Rams is exactly what I said. They would put Smith on the edge instead of on the interior. But I think in this game, the Saints were actually able to create some interior pressure against Stimmy, and that was kind of like they actually did exploit the whole little bit. But Tom did a great job getting the pro- getting the ball out pretty quickly whenever that pressure was there. I think this is Darius Smith on the interior this week. It's me, him against Stimmy, him as a three tag, trying to create interior pressure against Tom like that, and they'll try to attack that matchup um, for Green Bay. But they don't really have a whole lot of um, matchups like really there, like how they they can't play. Like they don't have like they don't have as much of a, a big of an advantage this week as they had last week against Los Angeles, who have a bad offense with Jared Goff out there compared to what the Bucks have been for the last six weeks this year. So do you think that they're gonna be able to force any type of pressure whatsoever on Tom? I think so. I think with Smith they'll be able to. Because right. Darius against Stimmy is their source of pressure. Also, Kenny Clark has been a complete badass the past month of the season. Um, and that's another option to be able to create interior pressure too. Like if Clark and Smith are incredible, that's how you'd expect them to be able to create pressure against Tom again. Like the Bucks are a lot deep developing passes too. It's like here's play action. Tom has the ball for so five mean. and a half seconds, you know, and uh, if they can create interior pressure. Like that's the best path they have to be able to, you know, get Brady a long day out there in the snow and the cold. And that's what you really have to hope for is. I don't think that you're going to necessarily get in Brady's head. I think that you have to get in everybody else's where you're going to have to start, especially if you're on the corner side, if you're on the safety side, you have to get in these wide receivers heads. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to start making them feel the cold because Brady, I don't think is going to be feeling a lot. I don't even think he's going to be feeling a lot of pressure. I think that you're going to have, he's going to be able to have some time, at least five seconds to be able to make a decision. It's just green Bay being able to, kind of counteract that mm-hmm. time being bought here and then being able to force that pressure. I just don't think they're going to get it right away with this team. I just, I don't have a faith in really Brady being a lot of under duress here. Uh, yeah. I think, I think it has to come on the interior. I think if it's going to happen, it happens with Kenny Clark and Zedaria Smith. I mean like Preston Smith again is done. No- he had that one bad pass in this in last week has done nothing. Rashawn Gary's done nothing too. They blitz from the slot here and there. Um, with Darnell Savage too, but not a whole lot. And I think Patine's a good defensive coordinator. I'm kind of interested interested to see how much they blitz. But the key again, of course, is like they have to cover the deep passing um, game well against Tampa. But the one I think kind of like the X factor this game. You remember that Gatorade? 
Remember Dante Hall and the X Factor Gatorade? Hey man, the Gatorade X Factor was it the lemon lime and strawberry, dude? Stuff that, like that. Oh my lord, that got me going. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, so the X Factor, I bet that Gatorade is like 62 grams of sugar. Probably. You should buy one off eBay. You can. You can buy Surge uh, soda off yeah, eBay. Yeah, you should so buy. You can probably get that. You should buy one of those. I need some Surge. But I think the X Factor for this game for the Bucks is Ronald Jones. What? If Ronald Jones plays... What are you talking about? His name is Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's so much worse than him. What are you talking about? He played so great last week. He's so slow. They had him going. He was doing really well. <laughs> him like catching that wide open pass. like I don't want to talk about his catching <laughs> ability. His catching ability is He's, disgusting no, to watch. Like, it's, Matt, he looks so weird trying to catch a ball. It's like he like, can't get both hands moving. It's like he has to move this hand first and then the other hand. And then the other hand falls really out weird. of place. But no, like, I'm just talking about the difference though, in their rushes. It's like... Oh, who the hell is that? Is like was that Fournette? Like no, Ron, like all their good runs are mainly Ron Jones. He's a much better athlete. He's a lot more explosive. He has the same quad injury. I think when Tampa runs the ball this week, well, it's going to be because of Ron Jones. And so I think if he's healthy, then this be an enormous impact as well to him this game, and uh, and be able to create the ability for you know Tampa to actually have like an effective rushing game, which is, of course is very important. The red zone, like we talked about last week, there are problems in that section of the field too. And last week, Fournette caught a touchdown. But they, but they also took advantage of every turnover, man. And they did. There was just not any type of mistake with it. Once they had the ball and a certain amount of territory remaining, they just took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, the Packers, uh, I mean, the Saints had three turnovers. The Bucks had zero. And their week, in their earlier matchup between Tampa Bay and Green Bay, the Bucks had uh, one turnover. The Packers had two, including that pick six. And they won the turnover battle in that game, too. And you know, this is a really aggressive defense. I think this is a perfect matchup for Green Bay defensively. Um, and really, like, I think for Tampa, it's just, like, how often do they hit their deep passing shots? And I think if Jones is healthy, they have a chance to be able to create, like, pretty easy, consistent offense, too. So, are you picking the Green Bay Packers on this? Why do you think that? It just seemed like that. I think that this is a Green Bay defensive game here. I think that Green Bay is going to be able to do this, this, and this. I'm talking about Tampa. You're, you're oh, not hearing. No, no, no. You said Green Bay. You just said Green I, Bay five no. seconds ago. That's why I was confused. I did not. I could have sworn you said Green Bay. No. You don't want to go back to the tape. You said Green Bay five no. seconds ago. <laughs> but now I know that you were meaning Tampa. Maybe so. Maybe I said it wrong. Okay, yes. That's all They're I wanted to know. Thing. I heard Green Bay on that. No, I think, again, I think for Tampa to have consistent, off easy offense, I think it comes from, if they have any sort of running game, it comes from Ronald Jones. Like, their passing game is, like, it's boomer bust. It's not, like, super effective. They're not going to have these long-developing drives, you know. It comes in big chunks. But for them to have some sort of easy offense, I think it comes from Jones being healthy. I think that would be an enormous impact that they'll have on this game if he is healthy. Well, yeah, of course, even though I think that Fournette's going to get more touches <sighs> in the end. And I then he's going to be their primary back because, to your point, yeah, sure. But whenever he comes into the game, you expect that he's going to be the running back, but not Fournette. Fournette, you just know that he's not going to be that good. You're never going to expect him to be able to catch a pass. So he's the one that's able to get away with a lot more than Ronald Jones. I guess so. Plain and I, simple. I and that's why it seems like that he's more of a breakout versus Ronald Jones. The eight yards that Ronald Jones gets is so much harder than what Fournette gets. And it's because you're not thinking of anything when Fournette comes into the game. You're like, here comes a Tom Brady pass. Yeah, yeah. Here comes a, a power run play for It's exactly yards. what's going on. I'm trying to find the box score here real fast because I, w- I do want to see what the difference in um, yards per carry that they had in that one. Because I'm very, I'm very interested in this, and ESPN just has to make things 
you know, Google Us makes things so difficult for us. What are you talking about? I'm trying they to see. They make everything so much easier. Jeez, why does this have to be so hard? Nothing has to be hard when you think about it. All right, so if you want a comparison between the two here. I just Fortnite, wanted last Leonard week's Fortnite game. had 17 carries, 63 yards, 3.7 average. Okay. Ronald Jones, 13 carries, 62 yards, <laughs> That's what I'm talking 4.8 about. average. Leonard Fournette, five receptions, 44 yards, one touchdown. Ronald Jones, zero catches. Yeah. There you go. There's well, your, what, what do you mean? But, what do you mean? But one of Fournette's catches with that dump off where he's wide open and nobody's around him. Don't but that's what I mean. Just like catch. as a rush, as a as a running back though, Jones is a, is a lot better. Uh, is a much better athlete and behind the same offensive line against the same defense. You, know, you said the numbers there. Jones is much better last week. And so again, like I don't, I think Tampa has a bad rushing attack unless Jones is healthy and playing. And I think their rushing attack is pretty good. And uh, I think that's like a that's the biggest that's the easiest way for them to create like you know easy offense because their their passing game isn't easy it's explosive it's effective but it's not easy you know. Are you gonna let him, all right? So I think we need a bet dinner for who has a better game, Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones. And <laughs> I'm gonna say Fournette. What if, what if Jones doesn't even play? Well, well, then it doesn't count. Okay. But if he plays, then it counts. Right, I'm writing this down, but I'm not remembering if I'm wrong. Oh, I'm going to remember this one. Okay. Because this one's easy to remember. There's only two games this week. You and I make bets over like 10 games. This is one game. This is easy to remember. I'm even going to write it down. Okay. I, got I have it. my own little journal. You're not the only one who keeps secrets. I don't have any secrets. Oh, my Lord. You have so many secrets. That's why you hid that jersey from me today, <laughs> you son of a bitch. It's, so if I'm moving this weekend, so like... No, I had moving this weekend. You're just moving away from me. I had like I don't know, maybe like twelve spirals of just like you know writing and stuff that I had in there. Because you're like the villain from Seven. Not at all. Yeah, you're just making your own spirals but, uh, out of yarn. Not at all, out of human skin. Yeah, and then just making no spaces between the words, just writing everything. Yes. You're a psychopath. I had teeth, you know, on the outside of it, super glued to to decorate it. But I had all these spirals. I was like, I I was like, you. Know, Scanned through them like, ugh, what is that? <laughs> ugh. And so I threw them all away and it felt very good. Um, so, yeah. That's all I had to say. That's all you had to say about that. That's yeah. what your story was? Uh-huh. This is disgusting. Ugh. What well, do you mean? I, mean? I don't want to know about your seven and you being Kevin Spacey. Are you wrath? No. Takes What's in the box? It was nothing like that at all. It was just, just very sad stuff. It's no, very you know sad. some sad stuff? Watching Coco from Pixar. That's some sad stuff. You want to get on an emotional level? You know what? Screw every movie that was made this year. If they even dare have an Academy Awards, Soul, that was made from Pixar, better win Best Picture. Well, you know who's going Best Actor. We've we've talked about this like seven times. Yeah, I know. We've talked about this seven times, but it's still going to be What's-His-Face from... No. Yeah, the Hulu movie. Yeah, it is. Nope. It's still going to be Andy Samberg. Nope. Yeah, it is. It's going to be Ben Affleck from way back. It's not going to be Ben Affleck. You want to know why? Because... He just left Ana de Armas. You don't ever leave that woman. I don't know what woman. that means. It was a girl that he just did. Uh, oh. She did the Blade Runner 2021. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know she is. Yeah, or 2049. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love her. He's going to win. He's going to win Best Actor. No, I'm going to leave now. I don't want to do this. He's going to win Best no, Actor. No, that's like saying Samuel L. Jackson should have won for Coach Carter. Not the same thing. That is the same thing. You're right. Yeah. Coach Carter was better. If Coach Carter came out last year during a COVID year, I would say he has a chance to win. You make me sick. He had the best performance of last year. I'm going to puke. Have fun puking. 
Like Zach he does Anthony, it. Danny Sandberg had a better performance. Uh, one of the scenes in that movie, he's like, he meets this girl at the bar. He's drunk driving. He plays himself. And he goes over to. That's a real life scene. Let me finish doing. the story from the movie. <laughs> and so he, like, he thinks that she, he's at her apartment and he goes and pisses in the bathroom. This like old guy walks. I was like, who the hell are you? So he drunk drives, hits a car, walks in someone else's house and takes a piss and goes to jail. Um, it's very funny. It's an all time classic movie. That's not that well, okay. So that's not a com- you know who's a, a big comedy movie, nor a comedic performance. Best actor, again, yeah. best actor. You, you say you were laughing your ass off. That wasn't a laughing your ass yeah, off scene. A- that was supposed to be like, oh my god, he really needs help. But no, <laughs> Matt is laughing. Yeah, that's it's, not the point of it. It's such a funny movie. Again, what, what I find is funny is different than alcoholism. Funny. In this situation, yes. <laughs> oh it's my hilarious. god. Um, but speaking of Florida men, Ben Affleck's a good Florida Florida guy, and uh, so who's your pick for this weekend's game between the Bays? I'm having my hat trick, and it's gonna be Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're gonna win me a game here. It's gonna be 31 Green Bay Packers, 25. All right, so I have oh you have the same initials as Tampa Bay too. Is that why you're picking them? Don't don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I have Tampa Bay also. I have them winning 30-26. Um, I'm sticking with it. So I have 31-25 and you at 30-26. I already wrote it down before Dude, you. stop taking my scores. I wrote it down before That's you. That's all you do every single time. Well, I'm just going to make it a point different. He'll never I know. I write all this down before we do this. Yeah, right. You write do. it down whenever I talk. Nope. Um, so I'm excited. For this week. I'm excited. This should be a really good weekend of football. Yes. This should be a really good weekend. This is the weekend that everybody should have been looking forward to. These are the four best teams. Yeah. They really are they in the are. NFL this season. This is what everybody should be wanting. For sure. Completely agree. So to recap, I have Buffalo 34-32. You have Kansas City 38-33. I have Tampa Bay 30-26. You have Tampa Bay 31-25. We have one game different this weekend. And you'll be seeing this jersey for the next three weeks. I'm done with this jersey after this week, and you have not uh, even watched it. It smells disgusting. You're going to see it next week. This room smelled so good until you walked in with that jersey. I thought something smelled like B.O., but I wanted it to be nice. There should be a Yan- nope, it's you in that jersey. There should be a Yankee candle that's uh, Josh Allen jersey. Is the smell. Josh Allen jersey candle. <laughs> yeah. That's disgusting. Here at Yankee Candle, we have our new uh, scent. A Josh Allen jersey. It's our new classic scent. <laughs> they have uh, one for Tom Brady. It's called Gucci. Okay. That's what it is. Is that real You like bang? that? You like that? Is that not good? Uh, Come on, that's yeah, good, right? It's good. So classy that even my BO is Gucci. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's our show for tonight. We'll probably we'll try to do a, a review show. We'll see what we can do. You're the one who bailed on last week. I Tell did. the audience the truth. I completely bailed. I was tired. Instead of you freaking posting on your Twitter account blaming Taylor. I didn't blame oh, you. Oh, look, Taylor's still, his throat hurts. He can't do this. He can't do that. Yeah, last week I said it was my fault last week. I posted it. I said, Good. I'm very tired. So it's not Taylor's fault. I said Taylor's been partying all day. Taylor's been a man. We are not. We can't do it tonight. I'm very tired. Taylor's been partying. I hate you. But uh, we'll try to do it next Sunday, if not next Monday night, to review the Conference Championship weekend. You'll be seeing this jersey one more time regardless. I'm not seeing anything again. Yeah, one more, yeah, one more game, no matter what happens. You smell. But until next time, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Bowery Radio. Thank you for being on site, Taylor. I'm never coming back.
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 